Hi, this is Dr. Carmen. Thank you for joining me on the couch today. Today's topic is something I gave a lot of thought to based on what I am observing. So let's get into it. So as I said, I gave a lot of thought about what I would bring you this week. Um, this week is inspired by my contact with people who are seeking help and seeking therapy services. As a provider, it is my wish to provide services to everyone. However, my time is limited. I have even considered doing some group therapy for people, but again, I only have so many slots available. So while I'm grateful that I can provide services for many people, I do have to realize my limitations. Therefore, I wanted to find a way to help you to find help just as I tried to help someone else who I was not able to make room for on my schedule. According to the American Psychological Association, there is a lot that goes into finding someone you like, and it takes a dedicated effort and patience to find the right therapist. So what are the things that you should consider when seeking a therapist? The first thing is, is your therapist licensed? Each state is responsible for making sure that therapists are competent to provide their services. So look at the state of Florida and look at the um, licenses for mental health providers on the state website. Um, you can put in a name in the area, first and last names to check to see if that person has a license or if there's any complaints on their license. Um, it's all right there for you to see um, as somebody in the public. Um, there, that includes medical providers as well. I have to say this as well because I know many of you are also searching for a psychiatrist, somebody who can prescribe medicine for you for your mental health um, and also licensed nurse practitioners or physician's assistants who may also prescribe under a licensed provider. You can find those individuals on the state board uh, licensing board's website. So some of you may look up counselors or um, medical providers on your insurance company's provider directory. Uh, Anybody who is licensed to perform therapy, mental health therapy in your state should be able to be found and their license should be found on the state mental health, board of mental health um, licensing board's website. The next thing that you should consider is whether or not your health insurance will cover therapy from this particular provider. Again, even if a provider is on the list for your insurance, it is still best to call each potential provider and ask whether or not they are a provider on your insurance. If they are, that does still require further investigation. You will have to provide your insurance member ID for that provider so that they can see if in fact they are. Because for some insurances, they have what we call carve out. So they may be a provider on the, um, the greater part of your insurance, but 
If you're part of one of those smaller carve-outs, it is limited to certain providers only or certain groups only um, as far as large group practices. So they will still have to go one step farther in checking to see if they are a provider for your particular plan. That being said, if they are a provider for your plan, um, you also need to take a look at what your mental health or behavioral health benefits are under your insurance. You should ask your insurance um, itself. Uh, make sure that you understand your plan. Some insurers are offering cheaper medical plans, but they have a separate waiver that you have to agree to and buy into in order to get mental health services. So ask those questions at the time that you are agreeing to therapy. I mean, I'm sorry, at the time that you are um, signing up for insurance, ask those questions of your employer if you're getting your insurance through your employer. Is there a behavioral health or mental health component for this? You should also ask your particular insurance provider if they um, cover telehealth or if they only pay for in-office visit. Again, your provider could be a provider for one of the big three or four insurance companies. However, the policy that you have may not cover telehealth or online therapy. So you need to ask those questions as well. Um, let me make sure I'm not forgetting anything in my notes. Uh, recently with affordable care, um, some of the insurance companies, again, have offered cheaper insurance packages, which may not cover mental health or behavioral health. And if they do, they may not cover telehealth. So you should ask that. You should also ask whether the number of sessions covered by your insurance provider is limited. Some limited to 30 per calendar year, some limited to 12 per calendar year, but you need to know what is allowed under or covered under your insurance plan. Um, if you are getting insurance through an employer, you might also ask if there is an employee assistance program because some of them will give you five to 10 free visits at the beginning of each year, and then you are responsible to cover your services after those sessions through insurance. But take advantage of that and you could potentially have more therapy if you have a limited number of therapy sessions by using the EAP or Employee Assistance Program. You also need to ask um, what your co-pays are. If you have a co-pay, if you have a deductible, uh, recently clients are finding out that they have a high deductible, so they are responsible for the entire um, amount of the session. So if the session is $150, they have to pay that $150 until they meet their deductible, which could be $75, $8,500. And that is something you need to know up front when you're trying to plan to get help. Do you have a deductible? Is your copay available or your coinsurance available before you make that deductible? And some of you have coinsurance, but still are required to pay 20, 30, 40, 50% of the 
self-pay fee. So again, you could have coinsurance and say you have to pay 30% and it's $150, then you are required and responsible for $50 or 30% of that payment. So ask those questions when you're trying to find a provider and when you are trying to figure out what is covered. Now, let's say you found some providers. You need to ask some individual questions of your providers once you find a potential in provider. Um, just like with doctors, you need to ask further questions about how they treat, um, what their approach to treatment is, um, how familiar they are with what you are presenting to them, what your concerns are. You need to ask them those questions ahead of time to get a sense. Are they using evidence-based techniques like cognitive behavioral therapy? Are they using brief psychoanalytic therapy? Um, these treatments are, have been very well researched and um, they have very well-known methods to treat depression, anxiety, and a host of other mental health issues. So you want to know how familiar they are with the evidence-based treatments. You want to know how long they've been treating people with those particular issues. Um, you want to know how they work and what their approach to therapy is as far as, you know, are they, is it a partnership? Is it, you know, you sit there and, you know, they're going to dictate to you exactly what you should do or what you shouldn't do. But interview them for the same comfort level and consideration and sensitivity that you would for your medical provider. If you um, are not part of an insurance, um, if you don't have insurance and you don't have a provider directory, there are a few ways that you can find a psychologist in your area or a mental health counselor in your area. The American Psychological Association has a psychologist locator um, tab on their website. I will drop that in the, um, the liner notes for this episode. Um, the National Register for Health and Service Providers also has a psychologist locator um, that you can use on the web. It is called findapsychologist.org. Um, if you are a man or woman of color, you can Look at the directory for cliniciansofcolor.org. You can look at therapyforblackgirls.org, therapyforblackmen.org. So again, there are a host of different websites and directories where you can find people that will be able to help you with your particular problem, who may have more cultural sensitivity, um, you can look up the Jewish Community Family um, Center for uh, JCF services um, in your area. You can also go to your state psychological association. In particular, since I am in Florida, you can look at the Florida Psychological Association um, and their website, which is flapsych.org to find providers in your area. And any state, even Chicago, and I'm sorry, Illinois, Georgia, all of these states have psychological associations, New York, 
that you can look up Texas, Louisiana, and find providers in your particular area. You can do it by state on the Florida Psych Association, I mean, on the American Psychological Association, as well as on the National Register. So on those two particular sites, the National Register and the American Psychological Association, it will go by zip code. So that makes it easier for you. And again, I've given you some questions to lead with when trying to find help. According to the article from the American Psychological Association, it may take more time to find a therapist that you consider to be a good therapist. And again, please contact these potential therapists and ask them the questions that we talked about as far as their training, their approach to a particular problem, their experience working with particular difficulties, et cetera. Um, at this time, post-COVID, um, with inflation and other stressors going on, unfortunately, there is a lot of demand for these services. So um, don't wait until you absolutely are in a crisis to reach out for help. Um, start the search as soon as you can. Many of us have waiting lists that could be a month out, including psychiatrists also having waiting lists that are far out. Um, so um, please bear that in mind so that you know where your help is and um, look at how you can find other ways like the Women's Resource Center. They are looking at ways and contracting with people such as myself here in Florida to provide some services to their, um, their population who may need help. Again, there are other fee-for-service, sliding scale, community mental health organizations that you can also look into. If you are in crisis, you can call 1-800-263-TALK, uh, um, which is the 24-hour crisis hotline, and um, they can link you into other services. So I hope this is helpful. If you have any other mental health questions, topics that you would like me to cover on the couch, please drop me an email at info at Dr. Carmen Sears. Dot com and that's drcarmensears.com and let me know if you share this out to anyone on the socials put at dr carmen as your tagline and tag me into that i'd love to know where you're sharing me and where my reach is and i'll see you next time on the couch <laughs>